Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. I guess we'll never know. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Denver Stiff Show. It is your hosts, Zach Migosh and Gordon Gross. We are back again for yet another week. Gordon, it is it is the dog days of the NBA season, but we are we are almost to the break. All-star. Crawling. Crawling to the all-star break. Yeah. All-star break right Beginning. around the corner, right? It's <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny. It's uh they were like, all right, everybody needs a break it's midway through your season, except Doc Rivers. He needs a little practice. So we'll let's go, we'll go ahead, we'll have him coach the all-star game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the most ridiculous, ridiculous thing ever. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But yeah, I, you know, let that guy work. It's fine. And to his credit, he was he's gonna give the the bonus in the ring to Adrian Griffin, who uh well, I guess depending on who you talk to, may or may not have earned that, but Well, uh, but yeah, well, I'm not sure Adrian Griffin's gonna be like, Thank you for this ring I got right, from Doc Rivers. Right. <laughs> so my job. Yeah. What does Adrian Griffin do with that ring? Like where do you where does he keep that thing? He puts uh, it on the voodoo shelf next to the Doc Rivers doll that he's got. Apparently, Doc was consulting behind the scenes for weeks before he got the job. So I'm like, thanks for your consulting help, Doc. Particularly, like, particularly if the Bucks win the championship, that could be, oh, yeah. be a rather large uh, piece of memorabilia. The Adrian Griffin <laughs> all-star ring. Yeah, I got to hang on to that. That will be, yeah, see if that one pops up on eBay here. A few years down the road, the Nuggets did not play the Bucks, so that was uh, just a little interesting tidbit. But we are there right at that midseason. We've got the All Star break here at the end of this week. We've also got trade deadline is what bad two days away, uh, two days away basically. For I assume everybody here is going to be listening to this on Tuesday, most likely or after. So trade deadline on Thursday. We'll talk a little. You little trade te- trade deadline talk. I cannot speak tonight. Golly. Uh, all I'm right. Really... We got time. Just, you know, work it out. And I haven't even been drinking. Like, that's the thing. Like, you would think if I was struggling to get my words out, maybe I was, you know, a few beers deep. But sadly, my Monday nights are not not that wild. Um, right. Not anymore, at least. Uh, we um, We will also talk about the Blazers. I guess we have to. The Nuggets did play them. Twice hey. over the weekend, two wins, and won get. both. So that good credit to them, right? Exactly. They took care of business. They they maybe played with their food a little bit there, and we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, uh, ultimately they get it done. And then before we head to the All Star break, we do have two more games: a California two-step with the 
Los Angeles Lakers on national TV on Thursday night. And then, of course, you know, before we go on the break, let's just slide in one more back-to-back for the Nuggets. They will go immediately from L.A. on Thursday to Sacramento on Friday night. And that will be be the end of, I guess, the uh, de facto first half of the season. I mean, they they still play the the Bucs. They they have one game, right? right? They come back for... Uh, next week, you are right. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. Well, it's it's like it's like a week till the break, but it's not a week. It's not just this week. So yeah, right, exactly. We, we, this, but this is this is our last California swing. Uh, because the, right. the Kings come and play us before the break, right? So right, that's then that's why I'm getting confused. I know we yeah. play the Kings right before the break, but you're right. Then we go back to we fly out of Sacramento to Milwaukee, but we'll probably stop in Denver, get yep. a practice in. Uh, and then yeah, it's three days. They're not going. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. It's, yeah. They'll, they're I'm sure going. they'll. They're yeah, They're not going to just fly right past Denver and wave at it, uh, so they can go hang out in Milwaukee for three days. I'm sure they'll fly back <laughs> from that Kings game. Yep. Like I said, probably do a do a practice on the 11th. Uh, I'm not even sure, man. That, that Kings night. game is going to be a mess because no one's going to care about that game. That's going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. Why did I sign? Why did I sign up for the care. recap on that one? The no, no one's going to care about any of this. So yeah, it's going to be. This next, these next four games before the break are going to be brutal, but like the Nuggets have several days off in Los Angeles, like, oh, good luck. Yeah. And then you're traveling after the game to the Kings. Yeah. On a back-to-back, those two games are going to be brutal. Then you come, like you said, you come back to Denver, you go see the Bucks. So that's going to be something. And then you come home to the Kings right in the last game before the break. You go that's... see uh, mm-hmm. all-star head coach, Doc Rivers. So, right. Know, it's, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it is. A, it is a nice, tough little stretch here. We got our we got our quick break, our weekend off, basically, of playing the Blazers twice. And now it's now it's back to business. Like, here's four games. Well, you got to focus. Right. Yeah. It's playoff teams. You can't just give these away. Like, because right. there, there's four playoff teams, three in the West. Like, obviously, one of them is the same team twice. But, like, these games matter. You, you've got to buckle down and take some games. Right. Uh, so, the Nuggets got to focus. They're probably going to break out their playoff rotation quite a bit in the next couple of games before the break. You get a nice soft landing after that of, uh, you know, come out of the break with the Blazers and the Wizards. The Wiz? Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> At least the break after the break, you're getting a soft landing. But, so but nice. they still were like, yeah, Wizards and Blazers, that's a little too easy. So we'll make it a back-to-back. Why not? You. <laughs> it's it's not even a home back-to-back either. That's I know. It's a home, and then you got to fly to Portland. <laughs> God. Brutal. Just brutal. All right. Well, let's let's dive into the week that was, or at least the weekend that was. Nuggets uh, back, like we said, two games against the Blazers. Gordon, you recapped one. I recapped the other. I watched uh, that first game, which you were on the recap on, on Friday night. But, like, I don't I, – I keep trying to think about it. I was like, I don't have a ton of takeaways. Like, the Nuggets seemed to be in control throughout. And, like, yeah, there was – uh, there was some scoring coming from, uh, particularly from the guard play uh, of Portland in that game, but like you never, it never really felt in doubt in Friday. No. Whereas is Saturday, it, it's kind of did. They right? worked the Saturday. Yeah, right. they had to work for it. They they kind of, you know, messed around for the first half, and then 
in the second half, we're like, all right, I guess we got to go out and win this win this basketball game. And then what was interesting in that one is it was kind of a from Portland's into a, a different uh, a different attack. It was DeAndre Ayton with the yes. uh, with with the good play. He um he ended up with like twenty seven points, I think, in that in that second game. So uh, let's, I guess we'll let's talk more about the the Sunday game since that one is is fresher and uh, is the most recent one that they played. Uh, I mean, are you do do you get disappointed because it is it was not pretty and Portland is a bad team, but at the end of the day, like it, it's still a W. You move on, uh, and and you got both wins over the weekend. So can you really complain that much, or are you concerned right. like, hey, the Nuggets are playing down to their competition? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, the Nuggets do that anyway, right? Um, but uh, like the first game. Nikola Jokic had the monster, monster triple double. Right. Like 20 plus, 20 plus, and 10 plus is a crazy uh, triple double to go ahead and pull. So he was just absolutely dominant. And then in this game, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, right? Like they were they were down several times. Um they had well, to come I thought through they were... the end. They were just lacking in energy in that first half. They, I mean, yes. 37 points to the Portland Trail 37 Blazers in the first quarter. They were the they, they had to chase them down the whole game. They were chasing and it was them a, down right. through the third quarter. That first quarter, every single every single shot was a wide open three pointer. Like there was there was right. just no defense. And in Jokic, I thought in that first uh quarter, I thought you know, because I was trying to get people to bet the triple double on back to back nights, the double triple double. Uh, right. but, uh, in that first half, I thought he too looked sluggish and that like, he really wasn't attacking the glass very much. Like, you know, he was pretty content right. to just, uh, see, see a jumper, uh, put up a jumper and then if, and not really go after an offensive rebound. Uh, and then also because his teammates were really looking sluggish, like nobody was moving, nobody was cutting with him. There wasn't a ton of, uh, opportunities for assists. He still ends up almost getting a triple double in that game. I think he ends up like, you know, two rebounds and three assists shy of it. You know, so it still was a right uh, a good night for Nicola, but just like everybody, I thought like he yeah that that first half they just kind of like like you said they look like you know they were like yeah yeah we're gonna play this team again, and then you get to the second half they're like oh crap we're losing all right let's let's use the third quarter we caught back up okay now fourth quarter let's let's put them away when they broke out that playoff rotation right like the first half once again the the starters did not come out fast. But the bench at the end of that quarter was so brutal. Right. Um, and that they were like, you know what? Forget this. And they split um, Murray and uh, Randy Jackson so that right. they weren't Which playing together anymore. And they went and put AG at the five. And they just yep. went out there and said, forget it. We're going to get this win. Malone was like, we are not giving this away. We're, we're using our real rotations. And you guys are going to go out there and get it done. And they did, to their, to their yep. credit. They well, got the bench was in the third. Yeah, in the second half, the bench was awesome. I mean, they're they're the ones yeah. who, who turned that game. You, Jokic actually ends up as a negative uh, on the night. I think it was like a minus five uh, on the night in that game. But uh, that's because the bench went on a huge run, basically yep. right at the start of the fourth quarter, and that's what you know. They I think they did, I think they had it tied maybe at the end of the third quarter. It was then, about that, yeah. Was, yeah, or they were like down by like two. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they just came out of the start of the first like two three minutes of the of the fourth, really up until almost about the six minute mark. Like they Jokic got more time to rest in the fourth. Right. It was like, well, the lead the bench is growing the lead from you know from two points to uh, to ten. So yeah, screw it, Jokic. Yep. 
take a little extra rest. And, and you're right. It's because they made that switch, which, yeah, Michael Malone has gone more and more often to that as it, as it becomes, I mean, uh, again, we'll, <laughs> our favorite subject on the show. But, like, I, I mean, Zeke Nagy is, is basically proven to be unplayable um, at this point. And, like, DeAndre Jordan is, is – DeAndre Jordan is what he is. And we've talked about – you know, a lot about how well he can give you some options on the pick and roll. Uh, he's at least going to give you some size and presence in the lane, both on uh, in terms of rim protection as well as you know, defensive and offensive rebounding. Like there's there's some pluses to him, but uh, at the end of the day, and, and this is why and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But this is why I'm not like one of those people who's like, oh my gosh, we got to go, we got to go out and figure out who's going to be a backup big. We got to go do a do something on the trade market or, or on the buyout market to get a backup big. <laughs> Uh, because DeAndre and Zeke aren't cutting it. It's like, no, what we're going to do is what we did last year and what we, we saw them do against Portland, what we've seen them do uh, plenty of times now is we're just going to cut that position out of the out of the rotation entirely and yep. and we'll be fine. Like, it's it, it'll be fine. I just, so, I just don't like it because it does beat up Aaron Gordon to do a lot of that in the regular season. It so does, you're still going to see only... DeAndre get those minutes right. when he needs them. And I'm fine with that. Like, pick your poison. And you know what? Pick your those starters, Your starters are good. And, like, this is something I wish Nuggets fans would would truly, like, like embrace. Your starters are good enough that, like, hey, if DeAndre is tired or he doesn't have it or it's a back-to-back, yep. like, you can suffer through, like, eight minutes of bad Zeke Najee play yes. if you have to. You'll like, have, you to, you'll have to. Yeah, it's fine. You're, 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 yeah, you'll you be can fine. overcome. You can overcome. It will be okay. And that's exactly what Malone is doing. He's picking his spots between playing Zeke Najee and it's just like not working out, playing right. DeAndre Jordan and basically it being a coin flip if it works out, or playing being like I'm gonna you know burn some energy here. I'm gonna play AG, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a, a group that's that's gonna be a positive as a bench unit. I mean it's it's no surprise that last season the Nuggets bench unit was a massive negative until the playoffs, right? right? When they went down to those eight guys and it's like, okay, well, these are the trust guys. It'll be the exact same thing. It's going to be, you know, I yep. mean, they, they might uh, go nine, but I doubt it. I, it's going to, I bet you it's going to be Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, and, and uh, Peyton Watson. And those are going to be your three off the bench. And that, that's just the way it's going to go. And they'll, they'll run that rotation and they'll be uh, just fine. And you know what, if you're going to, if you got to sprinkle it in sometimes in the, in the regular season, to do it on a on a Sunday night game uh, when you don't play again until uh, until Thursday, like perfect time to do it. Perfect time to to run that playoff rotation, give some guys a little bit extra minutes, and uh, go out and make sure you get a win because your team's a little bit lackadaisical against the. Well, right. They, well, he wanted team. to juice them up, and I I get right. it. He was like, "Look, we're not we're not going down like this. Like there was he's like there's no way." We are losing right. this game to the Trailblazers. And that was fine. I This was an important win to get. These are the ones that you don't want to slip through your fingers in February, so you're not cussing about it in April. So they got right. it so, done. Good job. So if you go one one and one uh, on this California two-step, like then you're still three and one in the last four yes. games. It's not a big deal. It looks better than going two and two, you know? Yeah. Uh, or if you have an abysmal uh california two-step and you drop both those games well you still ended up 500 uh on the week you know so it's um you're right you you got to cash these ones in and if that's what you had to do to get it there like you would of course you would love for for 
your your starters and your bench to come out right out of the gate, blow the doors off them, play play the defense that they played in the third and fourth quarter in the first right. and second quarters, uh, and 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 be done with it. But like sometimes it's just it's just not the way it works out. And I I thought that was it was very predictable to think like hey they might come out a little flat against this one of the worst teams in the NBA that they're now playing for the second time in a row, especially after the Friday game where they like I said, it, it kind of felt like there was like, yeah, there was never really anything. Well, and the Friday losing. game, the Friday game was a one-on-one game, right? Like it was yeah. Anthony Simons and Scoot were scoring, but nobody was passing the ball because Portland doesn't pass the ball. Right. Um, And so you were like, look, those two guards are not going to take us. So it was never really a problem. Whereas the right. Friday game, they came out with a different approach, which, I mean, good for them. They should have. The first approach was never going to work. Right. So they were like, we're going to put it into Aiton, make uh, make Jokic work a little more. We're going to get some rotations going. We're going to slip some screens. You know, Anthony Simons was still hot. Right. Because that guy just couldn't stop. That's just right. what he does. I mean, he's, just, yeah, yeah. he's a volume scorer. <clears throat> right. I mean, Scoot was good too. Scoot had was like uh, a couple of rebounds from a triple double or something. Like he was, right. he was a good player. <clears throat> um, but once again, they just don't have enough firepower, and they wilted in the end because they just don't have enough firepower. The Nuggets are better. The Nuggets made sure that everybody knew they were better. And it, I don't mind if the Nuggets are going to do this. We give one or two quarters worth of effort, and we win the game. If that makes them happy, if that's a thing that helps them conserve energy, they did it last year, they're doing it this year, it's fine. Uh, but they, but you still got to get it done. So that's that balance between we're going to not go hard for 48 minutes and we're going to lose because we're disinterested for too long in this game. Right. So they figured out a way to find their, refine their interests and that'll be fine. Um, I'm hoping they have their interest against the Lakers because they're going to need it. The Lakers will be will be interested, for sure. Um, listen, just to wrap up this this Blazers talk, we can almost use this as a good good way to segue into the the trade deadline chat. Uh, the like, Scoot had like you said, he almost had a triple double against uh, in that second game. Did not shoot it well. Uh, shot it quite poorly, in fact, in that second game. Right. Well, but it was very good in that first game. I think he scored about thirty points and really, like 30 really points, just yeah. attacked the basket. Yet he still is a guy that I mean they're playing him starter minutes, uh, but they're bringing him off the bench even in the game, the second game when Malcolm Brogdon didn't play, right? And you right. would think, well, okay, maybe if Brogdon's not going to play, uh, they'll they'll put Scoot in the starting lineup. And he did start, you know, really I think at the beginning of the season for a little bit before. Oh, excuse me. For Chauncey, classic Chauncey was like, yeah, now nah, I'm going to need a. You know, Malcolm Brogdon is like probably <clears throat> Chauncey Billups looks at him as like, this is me uh, right. 10 years later, you know. Uh, so I'm, it's easy to see why that's probably his trust guy. Um, but I don't know. Like, I come away. Uh, I don't know. I guess I come away from the Blazers. Like, I'm not sure what to think of Scoot Henderson because I also look at him playing as Anthony Simons. And I'm like, this is definitely not going to work. Like, that's this is, their problem. Yeah, I don't this know is Trey Young and DeJounte Murray like next to each correct. other. Correct. Yeah, you, I don't think you can – I think both of them are going to be very decent players. I right. do not think you can play both of them together uh, in in the same way that it didn't work with Dame and CJ and it didn't work with Jante and Trey. It's not going to work here. Like, you you, you can't have the two, two guys who are that similar at your guard positions when neither of them is 
uh, I guess I would say a defensive force. Right. Neither is inclined uh, to play all that much defense. <laughs> right. Well, and they're also not that big, man. Right. Like, it, yeah. I mean, Scoot's a, Scoot's a muscular kid, but he's not yeah, that Yeah, and tall. Simons is long, but they're right. not, you know, for, for Simons is long for his for his height. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, Simons is 6'3", uh, and what Scoot's, he's probably right about the exact same, right? Yeah. He's 6'3". Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're not, they're not, you can't, it's, it's fine playing one of those guys that, at point guard, I think playing them next to each other. That's a good right. point. Like, like Portland's been down this road before, not, yes. but a few years ago, like. They've, they've seen this. Like, why are you right. rebuilding Let's the trailblazers that didn't work? Like, why do right. I have Nurkic back in Aiton? And why do right. I have, like, like, wait a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my true. confusion with Portland right now. Is have, this is not Malcolm Brogdon's like their Norman Powell. Oh man. Yeah, like I don't I don't understand what's happening in Portland in the sense of this is not the plan, so you're gonna need to turn the plan over and figure it out. Um and I mean I assume that's gonna be Anthony Simons moving someplace. Um, which sucks because I think yeah. he's, he's very interesting, he's just streaky. And because he's yeah, so streaky, right. you're like, Do you want the kid who you drafted, you know, number two to be um, you know, you, you can't trade Scoot after like his rookie year. Like that's not a thing. So, right. Like what, what are you doing? Number three, who, did, who, I thought he went number two as well, but I'm looking at his page right now. I said he went number three. I wonder, I can't remember who went number two. Oh, uh, Brandon um, Miller then. Oh yeah. Brandon Miller. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you're, you're exactly right. Like Scoot is your third overall pick. Uh, he is your future. You're invested uh in that I, you know I, anthony simons it'd be interesting to see if they do anything there i think i i think that you would uh a contending team if they could afford him would um would absolutely love to add a guy like uh like an anthony simons it seems like such something and you know i'm going to use the word contending very loosely here but it, it seems like something you know the lakers would would love to do a flash like we got anthony oh simons. yes you yeah know. they would they would love um, anthony simons they need a scorer man like they got to have yeah. somebody but it would never come off the bench. I would yeah. say, yeah, but unless he, if he's, it would never work in their starting lineup because correct. Right, how is he any different than D'Angelo Russell? Right? <laughs> like, uh, well, that's the thing, right? Is is he is kind of like D'Angelo Russell? So, right. you know, you've got you've got some of those vibes going on with Anthony, and it's you know he, he's he's going to be uh, what twenty five um next year or this year yeah, so 25 in the summer i think um so i mean he's he's approaching where you want him like this is when you want to get a guy like that um and add right. him to your as as your streaky but volcanic scorer you know who can right. really You're take Jordan you to the Clarkson. next level yeah yeah just a guy a guy that can come out and just get, he's a bucket getter like right. that's his gig he's not necessarily the greatest shooter but when he's hot, he looks like it. Yeah, when he's you hot, know, that's... He's, <laughs> he can win you a game. He can win you a game all on his own for By sure. himself. Yeah. 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 So, like I said, I, see... I expect Portland to move him. Like, I, I can't see them keeping him because... together next year. Yeah, but certainly by next year, it'd be interesting to see they do it at the deadline because I was like, they just got so much to move. Like, they're right. such a weirdly constructed team. Like, you got to get rid of Jeremy Grant; he's not doing you any good. You got to get rid of Malcolm yep. Brogdon; he's not doing you any good. And then, yeah, like if if your if your future is Scoot Henderson, then like how does how does Anthony Simons fit in this? How does DeAndre Ayton fit in? You know, like this? Like honestly, right? They're yeah, they 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 have not hit rock bottom yet. 
um, which is funny to say because they were pretty darn bad uh, last season, but and they're pretty darn bad again this season. But uh, you, you're still carrying around these uh, quality veterans, like you know, I mean, Jeremy Grant, and you can you can talk about his his play Jeremy's style a good and, player. and w- way he gets paid. But like, yeah, he's he's a very he's a good player, and he's he's shown like you know whether or not he wants to do this is uh, it remains to be seen. But he's shown when he's been a role player uh, instead of trying to be the guy, like he's an elite role player and it can right. absolutely be your Aaron Gordon, right? He was, he was Aaron Gordon before Aaron Gordon for the nuggets. Yep. And the, he's the guy that you could certainly, um, certainly still has a lot of good basketball. And Malcolm Brogdon is a very good basketball player uh, and a great, like, you know, a great uh, sort of true point guard, big true point guard uh, that will come off the bench or start for you. You know, that's right they've got these guys who are, who are good players, but like, they just, they're not, they're not good enough. The collection of them is not good enough to do anything. And when they're not, they don't, they're not a cohesive unit. Like you're right. right. I see that you have pieces over there. That's very nice. They don't work together. That's not going to work. Right. And this is what happens, right. When you start trading off your star players, you know, just, just sort of, sort of the same thing with Utah. Like, and even Utah had a little bit where they were, um, they had a bit of a run going, uh, and they've had, they've had moments again this year where they've had good runs going, but again, it's, you know, they've traded off all their stars and shuffled so many guys around here. You're, you're still waiting to see like, how does this group come together as a cohesive unit, as you're saying, um, with enough talent to overcome some of these other teams when right now, whether, you know, you're talking about the jazz or the blazers, you don't have the guy, like you don't have a superstar player. Right maybe scoot henderson becomes that that's obviously what portland is hoping he becomes uh when you draft a guy that high but like you don't have it right now so if i'm portland man like they're there to me probably one of the most fast one of if not the most fascinating team to watch at the trade deadline because they got they got lots of work to do they can move literally anybody like i don't have a other than scoot i think he's the only one right they would not move well that's why he's not in his value yet like well you can't move scoot because he started off slow and he's figuring it out. Right. But, you know, he's not his trade value is not what it would be for where he was picked normally. It's so, kind of the same way with Chris Murray too. Like he's another guy that you're sure. probably um waiting. But yeah, your your point is great. Like, I mean, there's uh there's nobody else uh really. I mean, Matisse Tybal, another guy who's like good defensive yeah. wing that like that like every team, every contending team out there wants that guy on their on their roster and he's just Wasting away on this miserable, miserable yep. Blazer squad. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where uh, where Portland goes at the trade deadline. Let's bring it back to the Nuggets, though, and let's talk about their deadline uh, potential. Um, is there any deadline potential whatsoever, Gordon? No, no, we're not. No, <laughs> we're not going to see much from the Nuggets like that. The... I, I know everybody wants it. Um, and they're, you know, people are making crazy trades, like let's bring Monty back and whatever. And yeah, not gonna happen. I mean, I, I love Monty, that'd be fine with me, but like it, it, you're still replacing a guy, yeah, you know, who's honestly, not really hey, a play, he's not really in your playoff rotation. Like, I was like, yeah, a hot a take, a, a hot take for, for this rotation in this team. <clears throat> uh, I think you're better off with Reggie Jackson than you would be with. Uh, Monty Morris, because Reggie Jackson is can can be a scorer for you when you need to, and like that bench unit uh, has no that your best scorer is Reggie Jackson off the bench yep. right now, and it, Monty Morris is uh, not a scorer at all, um, especially now. Like you know, 
Uh, Monty's uh, getting a little bit older. He's been fighting through some injuries. Uh, let's be honest, he's probably put on a little bit of weight. And he's uh, not exactly like, yeah, he's not blown by anybody. Like, he's not going to be a, you know, um, he's not going to give you that that dribble penetration that you can you sometimes get, particularly off of a screen uh, with Reggie Jackson, right? Monty's going to want to want to set it up. Uh, and, and maybe run the pick and roll, and if it's there, he'll take a mid-range jumper and stuff like that. But I just, man, I would rather, um, yeah, from for for my money, I would rather have Reggie Jackson as my backup point guard than Monty Morris, at least with well, this and, and he with already, this unit. He already knows how to play with DeAndre when you want those guys to play on the court. Right, together. exactly. Like exactly. The, the Reggie Jackson's limitations are, you can't have him and um. Murray on the court together because neither of them are really defensive together at their positions. Um, and neither of them is really an off ball guard. So like which, uh, which one of you got, which one is, is going to do the rolling around and setting screens and running off of whatever. And they, they don't, they don't do that. Like the nuggets run a one, five pick and roll with Murray most of the time. And he's not going to suddenly morph into like an off-ball three-point shooter on on kickouts from a different point guard. He, they don't run that offense. Right. So it, it gets confused when the Nuggets try to run it with Reggie and Murray together with two guys playing the same role but not interchangeably. Like they, they can't do that when they're both on the court together. So then you bring in Monty. He's smaller than Reggie. Um, he is only a point guard. Like you cannot run him at the two. Not on the front, not defensively, you know, and yes, he could absolutely orchestrate an offense, um, but who's shooting? So right. again, like you're, you're not saving I mean, yourself it, any time and effort there. The guy, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I think it makes it complicated. Now I think you, you start to have to look like, how can I get Julian Strother back into this rotation? Yes. Uh, right. To give me some scoring, which, which again, you, you, you can do. And it's not that I don't think that Julian is a good player, um, but you know, that being said, I don't know that you want to go to take Christian Brown or Peyton Watson. I know you don't want to take Peyton Watson, but I don't think you want to take Christian Brown out of that rotation either. Uh, so now you're kind of looking at it is like, all right, well, how do I um, how do I make this nine man rotation with three wings work in in the playoffs? They're all and very it, young. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're also young. It's just. We've talked about it before. Like it's just tough to do. So I, I can't see. I don't see them going uh, for Monty Morris. Monty also makes nine million dollars a season. So that's uh, the no. They, they'd have to trade multiple difficult. guys. Like it right. would, and I think you can actually trade Zeke to them because of the way that, um, that the money situation is going to yeah, work out. Close, for both teams. right? Well, because if you if you traded Reggie plus Zeke, I think you could do Monty because for both teams that it, the way the poison pill works, I think it does work. But that said, um, I, I can't see that happening because, again, why would Detroit do that deal? Other than being a foolish team, which they are, like, I, you, you can't just bet on that stuff. And I know that DeWan Wright's name came up a lot um, in, this week, um, that, they, that the Nuggets would be interested in him. Right. Uh, I'm like, okay, but once again, you would have to move Reggie Jackson, who already – Worked right. with your bench. He's already been here, and we know that midseason acquisitions who are not named Aaron Gordon don't tend to work very well with this right. Nugget squad because it's really hard 
to come over midseason and um, have an impact on a team playing with a point center in a way that you don't understand. Like right. the way the Nuggets play is not understandable to anybody who hasn't played in it, which is why I understand people wanting to get Monty back. He knows how to play in the system. But for other guys, I don't think midseason acquisitions are especially helpful for the Nuggets compared to what other teams can do with them. So for me, no, I they have limited options and of probably limited use. Like they added Reggie and um, Thomas Bryant last year, and they were terrible. Right. Uh, they, Reggie they... was good after an off season of work, of knowing the system, of being around the system for months. You know, and then Reggie became playable, but. It's it's not that way uh, when you first get here, and the Nuggets only have to bridge about six weeks before they get into their playoff rotation anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 right there right now where it's you're not you're not going to do anything drastic, which is which is what right. puts them in such a weird position because you're not trading any of their starters. Uh, nope. That that unit is good to go. You're not trading Peyton Watson. Like you, I mean, you could maybe Christian Brown, I guess, but like. It'd have to be for such a, an upgrade, but like who's an upgrade who's going to make a salary around what Christian Brown is making that you could you right. could make the money work. Like it just doesn't work. I did see one trade proposal out of everybody who's written lots and lots of trade proposals uh, this week and have come up with a bunch of, as we've said, a bunch of trade proposals that make absolutely no sense. Yep. Uh, but shout out to Dan Favalli of uh, Bleacher Report because he did have one that I was like, yeah, all right. I don't necessarily know why the other team, in case in this case the the Golden State Warriors, uh, would do this. Save for maybe if the Nuggets would probably have to add in like a second round pick or something. But what would you say? I'll tell you this: Justin Holiday and Dario Saric make the exact same amount of money, so you can swap those two. Easy peasy. Um, that one I was like, all right, like. Justin Holiday's okay. not not doing anything for you, especially if Julian Strother, who is healthy, he was down in the G League, I believe, uh, this week. Um, you get if him in the back second, of your wing. I would do it. Right, and you get first. You get right. You can't trade it. First. And, and, and they like really actually can't trade it first. Um, but yeah. you get like you get Dario, who could potentially be that backup big. You know, that's kind of been missing in your rotation. And like, again, if it doesn't work out, okay, well, you didn't mess with your rotation anyways. And if it does, like, great. That that was when I was like, when I saw that, I heard that, I was like, yeah, all right. Like, uh, that's fine. Like, if they did that, like, I'd be like, okay, good trade. Nice move. You know, Calvin Booth. Um, I just don't know. Like, I, I guess I can't figure out how Dario Sarge is making the same amount of money as Justin Holiday. Because he's just signed the same thing as Justin Holiday. He just signed a one year deal this uh this offseason with yeah Golden State. that is true that is right true. he was on like a he was on like a three-year deal before that but yeah it, it he was on a year. huge deal but now right. he's on a yeah now he's on the one now he's <clears> on <throat> the um which is all day so like i said i mean like now dario sarge has been a better i would player. do it yeah like, uh, yeah i would i would do it but that's because i think dario sarge is great uh for for what denver needs is a backup um like four right slash four, five, five in a small yeah. ball like that would be perfect. He can pass the ball. He can make some shots. He's not afraid to like set picks and do little things. Like Dyer right. Sarge is a very good player who's had a hugely bad run of injury. Right. Like you know he's bad. he's had bad injury luck. But off the bench, that's fine for Denver. Denver's like yeah sure whatever man. 
Right. Um, and, you know, I've heard the rumors that Golden State is open to moving him. I think, like I said, I think that's just where it runs into is like, what do you want? Yeah. How do you move him? How do you give them? Because I think Golden State ideally would love to trade him. And the, the problem for Golden State is there's not very many teams uh, really out there that can offer this to them. Um, uh, but like you could offer you, you know, I think if more than anything, what Golden State would love to do is just just trade him for nothing back in return. Right. And then right. because they're so deep in the luxury tax that like that two point seven million or whatever uh, that that Dario's making gets magnified. Uh, because yep. of their luxury tax penalties, and it ends up being, uh, ends up being quite a bit of money for them. So, like, I think that they're, you know, I think there was a report I saw a couple weeks ago about him, like, you know, he, they're open to, uh, certainly to trading him, but it's just like I don't right. know that, that the Nuggets are really what. Uh, well, they the, what, the trade exception they have for Bones doesn't quite cover his salary, right? I, I yeah, no, right. Cool. You'd have to, and you, well, and you can't take him with the for a number of reasons. I mean, um. I mean, also they don't have a roster spot. I don't know if, if I can't remember if there if there's yeah they would have to they'd have to cut Justin and then they'd have to right use the trade exception, but I don't think it fits. And and there's other rules about what right. you can do on the first April. Yeah, which they might yeah, and they might be able to. Uh, that's a good point. I guess you could try and do it something like that. Um, but I think you're right. I think that I think you'd have to give them back no no salary to make that happen. So. That is good. You know, that is, I, do, I do like that idea. What is that? 2.2 is Bones' trade um, exception. And Dario's, you know, you could do it. See? Yeah, Look at me who does no research and still pulled that out. Again, maybe. I don't know. The trade machine's not letting <laughs> me click it over. I don't, there, so. I don't understand how it works, man, but... But in um, theory, but no, that would be that would be in theory something that I would definitely be interested in. If they could add Sarich, that would be just an outstanding move at the trade deadline. I just yeah. there's not a lot of things that move the that move the needle for me. But right. getting an experienced vet big does. Like for me, that would make a that would make uh, make a big help for the Nuggets. Right. It also, I mean, it also. Um... <laughs> brings into very much into question is where is golden state at right now as a franchise um and uh on this season because you know currently in 12th but only a game out of the play-in right now uh and you make the play and anything can happen right obviously though there you don't want to be the lakers yeah right exactly lakers were a play-in team and and made it to the western conference finals warriors similar type of you know situation with a, a veteran team of superstar aging superstars who maybe they p- can put it together with and get some get the right matchups in the playoffs and make something happen you know so you got to wonder is that you know is that something they want to chase and then if they do would they want to give up a guy like Dario Saric to a team that they very well could end up having to play in the first round uh if they make it through the play in turn right so that you have to wonder is where they're at or are they at a point where they're like, no, we're, we're going to call it. We're ready for the rebuild. And, uh, you know, we're not interested in, in trotting out Steph and Clay to watch them get, get losing five games in a first round. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and, and start moving pieces, moving off these contracts and, and basically preparing for that rebuild that's on the horizon. That would be a, another question you would have to answer on that because it's different it would be different if it was the wizards right but with the warriors like i said there's a there's a high probability if they if they believe they can still make something happen in the postseason 
there's a high probability that that postseason is going to run into the Nuggets at some point. Uh, right. Do they, do they really want to help that team? You know. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the Warriors question. have to make that choice. It's going to be. I think they should be done. I think that you should accept that you've got your titles. You won that last one in a weird year. Good job. And, um, you know, that was your bonus title. Right. And and call it. Like, I just can't imagine them paying hundreds of millions of dollars in tax to, be to continue doing this. To be a 12th team in the Western Conference. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm with you. That's, that's what I would do, too. It's easier said than done, though, for a franchise who's – you know, sitting on on the greatest players of their uh, of their franchise's history right now. So, yep, tough tough call. Um, we'll wrap up the trade deadline on this. What do you give me? Give me one name uh, that you think. What's the, what's the biggest name, non Nuggets name that you think gets moved on this trade deadline? Oh, that's a good question because I don't think it's going to be Larry Markkinen. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, it, it seems, and it seems like it's a somewhat maybe mellow uh, trade deadline, which sometimes those ones end up. That's when like you get the big, a big deal that right. you weren't expecting happening. I mean, I because I, I mean, I assume Dejounte Murray is going to go someplace. I can't imagine that Atlanta is going to keep him. Yeah. Um. You know, but is that a is that a big name like D'Angelo Russell could get moved? But I mean, they've been playing okay with him, so I'm not sure that he will. Yeah. Um. The guy that you keep expecting to hear is going to get moved, you know, that, that you did think was going to get moved um, was um, Zach Levine, but then he had the foot surgery, right? So Right, yep. So he's probably So he's off the right. board. Right. right. So you're talking about like, you know. Uh, Bruce Brown. Jordan Poole. Like, I, right. I can't imagine. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of guys where you're like, oh, huge name got moved. Like, right. You're probably me, right. DeJounte is probably Murray the is probably name, it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the biggest biggest name out there and who knows? I mean, uh, I guess you know, there's always the Lakers rumor but um again, how do you I guess well D'Angelo Russell is Bruce Brown again maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that's like... what I was thinking Bruce right. There's a lot of there seems to be a lot of uh, But if Bruce Brown is the biggest name moving and he's the like Knicks. the eighth guy for the Nuggets. Yeah. You know, like I don't Yeah, exactly. There's no there's no Kevin Durant's uh, yeah, we're not, we're not losing at the any deadline. We're not doing it like yep. we already we already had our big trades with with the James Harden trade, um, yep. and the Bradley Beal trade, and the and the off seasons. I'm with you, but then, like I said, sometimes sometimes that's when you see the big uh, the big names out. come in, right? Is those ones where it's like you know when you think about it, the the Brooklyn Nets last season were a playoff team, uh, and then obviously right. I mean Katie being being a little bit of a unique situation because it's KD, but like that, that something like that could happen. And, you know, do you see a team that's maybe, you know, I look, I look at a team like Dallas and I well, just do you trade to, LeBron James. No, you're not going to, oh, yeah, right, right. But they right. could, but right. Yeah. That, that team they is could. kind of like, they kind of like right in there. You know, we talked about the Warriors. Like, does, does somebody try and try and call about, you know, clay? I don't think Steph, but, you know, somebody try and call about Clay Thompson, even though I, I mean Clay's know. not even starting or not I was even like, yeah. for his own team anymore. So. I was like, I don't know if you want to pay Clay's contract right now. That's probably a pretty big right. prohibitive uh, there. I'm trying to think else. You know, who else could be a, a team? You know, the Grizzlies. It's interesting is because they are they just traded Stephen Adams, right? So um, who else? And now Marcus Smart is hurt. 
they were a team that like their team was who's definitely dis- been disappointed this year. It's it's just you know again yeah. Raptors. I mean Pascal Siakam is really the big name on the deadline, right? It just happened. Right. Yep. Maybe a couple weeks. It, early. Yeah. Him, see that him and OG both got moved, and, right. and that was a big deal. But it's not a deadline deal. Right. That yeah. sort of like kicked off trade season. Right. Not just necessarily right. trade deadline. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Maybe Dejounte Murray's probably the biggest one, biggest name who goes. Go somewhere at this deadline. All right. Well, we'll stick. We'll move off the deadline. We'll stick though here with uh, the mid-season chatter for just a little bit more. Now the All-Star Week or All-Star Break not till next week, but they did kind of release. We pretty much more or less know who's participating in everything, even if it hasn't been announced yet. Right there's there's rumors and whatnot out there. It does, for right. all intents and purposes, look like. Um, Nikola Jokic will be the only player to be involved in the uh, in the All Star festivities from the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, well, don't Dave forget Austin. about Colin Gillespie. We would. We would oh, need we, to sorry, yes. That sorry, yes. Colin, Colin Gillespie's Gillespie. Going. Colin Gillespie, the guy with a uh, with an NBA <laughs> contract, goes down to the the G League and stomps on on them for a while. You know, it's like right. he's. He's like that guy who who just sweats all night before his wrestling match so he can drop one weight class and dominate a kid who's got like half the muscle mass. I, I, I used to wrestle. I was always that, that kid. I, I was the second guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah, I was the kid. Yeah, just getting crushed. Yeah, uh, by some dude who's like, you're like, this guy was 40 pounds heavier than me. What the hell's happening right now? I was so small though that I was always trying to get down to the next weight class because there was probably nobody from the other school who was that that light who could even they probably would have nobody to wrestle against me. So I was six foot wrestling for a Christian junior high, bro. Uh, do not even talk. I I got destroyed. <laughs> I was I, I was bad. It was bad news because all those kids who were in my weight class went to real schools and they actually like cut weight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like normal they people were like, and I didn't. They were like uh... me, miserable all all winter. Well, your right. grumpy old wrestling coach just screams at you as he's like, "You need to carry this guy on your back and run lines on the basketball court." Yeah, exactly. So those guys have got some aggression on me. So <laughs> yeah, Gillespie, Gillespie is doing that down in the G League, <laughs> exactly. and I'm proud of him for it. But I don't technically consider that to be, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Jokic has company. Like, it would have to be somebody who actually gets minutes, like, useful. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not sure yet, but it, they still do, like, the celebrity all-star game. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe Birdman's playing in that. But I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't count that as <laughs> no, no, part it, of, it doesn't count. Part of being part of the festivities. But, yeah, I mean, so we have Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, um, Julian Strother, even, I guess, even though he's been hurt. So, obviously, that affected his chances but all three of those guys none of them end up in the uh in the rising stars the rising stars game it sounds like michael it's not not even a game anymore it's like a tournament it's a rising stars tournament now oh it's there you go shows you how much how much i pay attention to (laughs) all-star weekend festivities uh michael they're trying to make people care about it so i'm like i get it that's interesting but good luck uh, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell Pope, even even Jamal Murray, none of those guys uh, are in the three point competition, which they're still. Those guys I know not getting doing... selected surprised me, honestly. Like, yeah, he, Mike should go at some point, man. Like he's right. That's what he's there well, to do. Like I, they, under, I mean, Malik Beasley made it. Like I understand, and Malik is it's yeah, Malik's been shooting. I get it. it. Yeah. Like it's that's not a, it's not a dig on on Malik, but you know. The third best player on the well, it depends how you feel about AG. So probably the fourth best player 
you know, on the Nuggets, but definitely a member of the championship Nuggets, can't uh, who's who's one of the greatest shooters in the league, can't buy a ticket to right. the to the three point contest. What's going on? Like, it, unless you asked him and he turned it down, I'm I'm pretty sure that did not happen. You know, uh, you can you can hear that Murray's annoyed in these uh, uh, post game interviews talking about how he's like, no nah, man, I do feel like an all star and I know how I play against those guys. So yes, it's annoying to not be picked for the all-star team. Um, right. I assume Michael feels the same way. <clears throat> looking at guys in the three-point contest going, now nah, I can outshoot that guy. I outshoot, you know, those guys all the time. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Damian Lillard is going to be in it. He won it last season. So, um, right. And, uh, so I, I get why he's a in great it, even shooter, though he's right. like 35% on the year. Right. I even though like, yeah, this year's it. right. Yeah, but, but but that's also different too. Is like, again, I mean, uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, it's one thing to be shooting in a in a game; it's another one to be shooting, you know, just wide open jumpers like that in, in a three point contest. He, Damian Lillard's gonna be great at that, especially if he gets gets that you know momentum rolling. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I thought maybe Mike could have a chance at that. Um, obviously, nobody in the dunk contest. I'm sure if Aaron Gordon wanted to be in the dunk contest, the NBA would absolutely 100% put him in it. Uh, but he's not going to do that, right? He's and, not and, doing that now. You, you, right. you, you snubbed him twice. He's not coming back for you. No. Right. Come on. Snub, was it twice or did he get? No, yeah, it was twice. I was like, I almost thought he got snubbed three times, but it was only he had the epic one against Levine, and then he lost. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy, Derek Jones, or whatever. Um, right. You somehow, yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on now. That's another guy, uh, you know, or another maybe Peyton Watson could be a guy who could who could be in that at some point. I think the NBA on the slam dunk contest. I mean, we'll see. I don't think they've announced anybody from that yet. Uh, but I, I think it's one of those things where the NBA really wants uh, bigger name players to do the slam dunk contest. They kind of hit uh, rat, rock bottom last, last season trying to make uh, what's the Mac McClung. Uh, yeah, happen like and it just like everybody's like, yeah, I'm not, dude, I'm not rooting for a G leaguer in the in the in the dunk contest, uh, right? So they, you know, that that could probably go against Peyton, but he's he's probably the only other guy I could see who like you would even you would even consider on the Nuggets is no, I I don't uh, expect I don't that expect kind of guy it either. Yeah, like right. I said, if if it's not Mike, then I you know or KCP, it's not going to be anybody. And the fact that those guys didn't make the three point contest, right? You know, uh, reportedly, we haven't seen all the names. It's just right. that, you know, there are rumors about who's out there and who's not out there. Yeah, and then, like, the other thing is, like, they got this whole Steph's going to shoot against Sabrina thing. So, like, how does which that... Which is cool. I, yeah, I have no problem with that, but that's it. But, like, how does that, like, how does that play into all of this and, and right. everything else? So, um, yeah, I'm trying to see if they have that. And then I was like, do they still do the skills competition? I don't know. Yeah, they do. They still do the skills. Yeah, they still have the skills. So with that, that would be again. I don't know who. Jokic did that one year. Jokic, yeah, Jokic could do it. Like I'm sure. Again, if Didn't he, if to he, if he that year wanted, he yeah, he sure. might have. I thought he, I think he might have done it a couple years. Uh, maybe like Will Barton did it one year or something. Like it was. Uh, I don't know, but like, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where like, certainly if Jokic wants to do the skills competition, uh, the NBA would love for him to have it, but you can be guaranteed that Nicole Jokic absolutely does not want to do this. Does not want to do that. Yes. Like he wants to do absolutely nothing on Saturday. <laughs> he barely, he doesn't really want to play the game on Sunday either, but like, he's, they're he's, he's, he want to pass calf court. 
He's just going right. to like go to the, you know, throw the ball out of the backcourt and like jog up and down a little bit and then sit back down and wave a towel. Like he has no interest and I don't blame him. He's like, for like, the God, will you guys this stop is not his kind of this game. thing? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be the captain next year or whatever, whenever LeBron decides right. he's going back east or whatnot. Right, like, exactly. Jokic is going to be the captain for the All-Star game. He's going to be like, I hate every second of this. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? It's the worst. Flex, <laughs> key skills, challenge. They don't have – yeah, they don't have any any skills challenge uh, nominees that I can see any sort of – rumors yet about the skills challenge so if, yeah i wouldn't call it a highly regarded um yeah <laughs> all-star game tradition you know i don't know so i don't yeah if she put Colin gillespie in the skills challenge uh you know like i don't that again it's another thing like murray would probably good at that but i don't think murray's gonna want to go to all-star nope. again just for that right so I don't, honestly, I'm happy to have the Nuggets rest. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, for sure. I really sure. don't. But it's still weird to me that the league didn't ask them. Right, you the defending I mean? champs, like, and like you're, you're. It seems like you're trying to like highlight them as little as possible. Defending right. champs who are right now a half game out of first place in the conference. You know, once again, uh, looking once again looking like every bit like a a championship contender, and and you've got one player. Um, featured in any point, it is it is odd. Like I said, I I thought for sure Mike or KCP would get get in the three point. I would um, I was pretty sure this was their contest, year because yeah. uh, KCP was annoyed he didn't get in last year. Right. And Mike should and Mike is again always a, a top three point shooter. So the fact that neither of them have been invited still even after the championship surprised me. After Mike's you know women's basketball comments. Uh, these past couple of days, maybe it's a good so thing. Weird. <laughs> Let's just keep so them. weird. I, yeah. especially because it's not weird at all. I will argue. No, yeah, I'm not going to argue weird. that it's, it's not weird in any way. Michael Porter jr. Has shown it time and again, from the day he joined the league, when he tweeted out Adam Silver's phone number right. to him, hopping on Snapchat to talk about COVID conspiracies, to this like michael porter jr foot into mouth is a pretty common occurrence that we have happened so in that sense like that's what i that's what i try i, I didn't really even have this on the agenda but i'll we should just like that is what i chalked that up to i i fully believe mike is a uh big supporter of um of women's basketball i also you know yep. i believe that michael porter jr is a guy who's been pampered his whole life and comes from a very a, a very religious background that is a patriarchal religion and like yeah that his probably norm is somewhat for uh to view men as a superior uh you know i, I don't want to and even if that's the way to put it i don't want to put words in mike's mouth or, or, or right, say that but like, like but you know what I'm like. What I'm trying to get at here is like it's his background would suggest that like that's not necessarily something that um, he would he would be conscious of even saying sure, something was, like I females mean, is like because that's the way people are like well why do you use the word females like what I'm saying is it's probably something it, when he was saying it, it never even registered in his mind that people were going to be offended that he said that just like it probably didn't register in his mind about uh, being offensive when he compared women's basketball players to ping pong players like uh and, and for the record ping pong players are badass like let's not uh, let's not yep. disparage professional ping pong players here but like um 
I believe like he's just he's just that ignorant of of the situation and of what he's saying um, that that it uh, he didn't even realize, you know, what he, he was saying. Nuance, he didn't find it. So, yeah, exactly. Like the, That's a good way to put it. And, and I don't like again, I don't hold it against Mike. You like you said, this is a habit. He speaks and then he thinks about it. Um, uh, and he he said he didn't hear any of the criticism about his. What he said, I believe that was the quote that came out of the presser the other night. Yeah. Was that he said, I, I haven't seen anything about anybody saying anything about that. Um, but I don't believe he had to clarify any of that. He probably would at the All-Star game. So maybe, like you said, not a bad idea that he's not going. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, Mike play has played in, like, signature shoes from women's Rihanna hoopers. Stewart, right? Like, like his yeah. mom was a women's hooper. Like, I don't... Yeah. His sisters are women's hoopers. Like, it's not like this is not something that he knows about and supports. He just has a habit of saying things right. that you're like, why would you ever phrase it that way? And and, and just, here's the thing, too. It's like Mike's a basketball player. He's been a basketball player his whole life. Like, that's his been his entire f- focus from basically when he was a kid up to being yep. a full-grown adult. If you expect Michael Porter Jr. to understand the nuances of the economics of professional sports and revenue sharing of the WNBA versus the NBA and like him, like that's not something that's in in his wheelhouse. So like, yeah, he came out and, and made a pretty bad argument that a lot of people who are really ignorant of, of the, the money issues that are, are in the WNBA, like make the same, make the same, like, you know, very right. surface level, like most simplistic argument you can, which is, oh, well, they don't they don't make enough money, so they can't make like they get paid more, which is like I said, but like it, it doesn't surprise me that that's his take on that, because it's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not I'm not looking for Mike to understand those those nuances of, of the financial situations of the two leagues. At the same time, like I would hope that he would be um, self-aware enough to understand that he doesn't understand those nuances and be like, and then again, not insert foot into mouth um, like he like he did on on the podcast. So it's, you know, it, again, it's it, to me, it's not weird. It's it's classic Michael Porter Jr. saying dumb shit. Um but at the same t- time, like, um, he, like, like you said, because Mike is actually, I think Mike is a very reflective um, and introspective yeah. person. I think some of the some of the times that I've interviewed Mike, I've felt like he's been, I've come back, uh, come away from him, like, wow, like he, that was a really like intelligent and thoughtful uh, answer he just gave me. Um, but then sometimes he just says the dumbest fucking things, and it, and it's just like, dude. Come on. So it's it's like, I mean, you know, I, I think like you said, he doesn't he says it and then he thinks about it later and he doesn't maybe necessarily think it through uh, in the moment. Well, and, and sadly, I mean, he's on camera. Right. We right. Don't, don't, that, no we're don't not on camera SCD. when it happens. Right. right. I don't I don't get surprised with questions, you know, other than talking about Michael Porter Jr., which I was not planning on doing tonight. Yeah, exactly. uh, I don't get surprised with questions on the like regularly by people shoving microphones in my face that I then have to somehow be an expert on in five seconds. So, you know, yeah, I uh, I have sympathy for Michael Porter Jr., but as far as, no, I do not believe that what he was understood to have said is what he actually meant to say. On the other hand, it's not the first, second, third, or fourth time he's done that. So, right. you know, at some point you're like, Mike, I know you're curious about everything and you want to talk about everything. But you shouldn't have the thoughts out loud if you haven't thought about them before. <laughs> right. 
Like, don't work it out in front of a microphone. Maybe run some of this through through somebody first, yeah, in private, and then then come up with what you're going to you know, say. You know hoopers. Talk to a, to right. a woman hooper. Like, Talk to somebody who's in the WNBA and be you like, literally, explain like your deal to me before I get on this damn podcast. Your sister produces your podcast. Like, come on, dude. Uh, I don't that, He wasn't on his podcast, right? When he no, it was somebody else's. Was somebody else's, yeah. So, but yeah, he a little bit, a little bit more, a little more prep, preparation on the on the controversial topics might might help Mike out. All right, let's wrap up the show talking about our California two-step Thursday night in LA national TV, eight o'clock. Uh, the last time we saw the Los Angeles Lakers, the crowd was chanting "Who's your daddy?" to them, Gordon. I expect the motivation on this one to be high, but I also thought the motivation was high. It's supposed to be high on opening night, and uh, yeah, it didn't didn't seem to be too much of a problem. And so I do question this: like, do we care that the motivation is high because the Lakers? are a mediocre team with aging superstars with who are at this point, like have as much trouble staying healthy um, as they, as they ever have. And yet though they are healthy more or less this season uh, and it still hasn't worked out for them. And they're still a middle of the pack team. And now we're talking about like, we're saying someone in jest, like, Oh, they're going to trade LeBron, but not, totally a jest right like there is something well, I mean, if, they, if they tanked if they tanked the last three games maybe but they've had they've had some good wins they i mean they just finished beating the celtics and the knicks back to back right so like that's a big hey, deal. they beat the charlotte, the charlotte hornets tonight too we so. didn't build the celtics and the knicks back to back we did like we did the nuggets we got, the, we got, the, blow, we got the doors blown uh, off yeah yeah got got yeah. choked out and thrown in the ocean with concrete shoes in new york like that was not a good game so uh you know the lakers recently have had some uh they've had some highs they've had some lows because they're they're not a great team you know uh when you get blown out by the rockets and the hawks and then you beat the celtics and the knicks i don't know what's going on like what is right. it that you're doing so, um, uh, do I know what to expect from this game? I expect the Nuggets to play like crap because they have several days in in Los Angeles. Right, so, they'll be they'll be in at least the, they'll be in Los Angeles at least the day before and like yes, they'll now, have a good been full week. night. I appreciate that it's not a weekend in Los Angeles. Thank you, but uh, midweek every day in LA is a party. So yeah, the, they'll, um, they'll, I find, expect they'll find the spots to, for sure. They will be playing through hangovers to start that game, and that's fine. Like I don't, I don't mind. Do you want to go to LA, have a good time, have a good time? Right. Um, but I do expect this little two-game trip to be annoying, um, just because going to Sacramento, Sacramento always means more to Malone than it means to the team, and even because the it's, team it's, doesn't care about. Like, but that's just the thing. Sacramento it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It goes well beyond Malone and like yeah I mean it's, it's for as long as I can remember it I've been a Nuggets fan a long time like it's playing in Sacramento sucks it always sucks like it's you gotta second, go all the way up second there only to Utah to go right. in like you know like you do not want to roll into Sacramento as a Nuggets you team it roll doesn't into go this well. town you gotta go into this town where it's like 
and especially it's on a Friday night, like there's nothing else to do in Sacramento except for go to a Kings game. Just like there's nothing else to do in Salt Lake except for go to a Jazz game. So they got like they got a really really good crowd, uh, and it's they, they, these people are into it. Like that's the only team they've got right is is that is the Kings. Same again, same as Salt Lake. The only team they got is the Jazz. Like they're they're diehard fans. Uh, you got to travel all the way up in there, especially in this case, you're on a back-to-back. You're flying all the way from Southern California up to Northern California. Uh, You just are going to be coming off of a uh, national TV game against a team team who's been had this game circle on the calendars ever since opening night. Opening night, yeah. It's like, yeah, man, it, it... that Sacramento Kings game is going to be tough. And the fact of the matter is, is yeah, you're, you know, you're going to get LA's best shot. Like I will not be surprised uh, if the Nuggets go 0-2. I will be extremely surprised if they go 2-0. Uh, but it would, uh, 2-0 you know, would I, be amazing. Go, just getting the California split is fine. Right. 0-2 would be annoying, but not, I guess, not surprising. But if, if yeah, there was a time to go on to this would, you know, this would be the time that I would expect it to happen. You know, the main thing I think the question, I think you got a better, I think you got a way better shot of, of winning that L, the, the LA game uh, yeah. than you do the Kings game. You know, I think, um, like I, I said, I think it's I, easier to amp up for that rather than to get back right. up for the Kings game. Right. And I, and I, I'm not convinced. Oh, well, I guess just put it this way. The Kings are a better team. I'm convinced of that too. Also like, that. Yeah. So you, you're going to be um, just flat out pay, playing a better team. Like I'm not convinced that you, you can't beat the Lakers uh, in, and win that game. Um, pretty man. The, the Kings are flying all the way up from Phoenix too. They should just stop off in LA, pick up the nuggets. <laughs> right. We'll hang out <laughs> together on the plane, have some drinks. It'll be fine. That's a, I can't be right. Is it? They're, they're both playing. Huh. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong damn schedule again. Are you looking at the wrong stuff again? I'm looking at. I was looking at the King schedule and I see the at, and I'm like, okay, they're they are they're on a back they they're on a back to back when they come to Denver. Uh, yeah. Week after this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're on a back to back when right before the All Star break. Right. So uh, I expect the Nuggets to drop Sacramento. Um, game this time and then catch it back up right before the, the break because right. the Kings are going to be even less interested in playing in Denver than Denver is in playing in Oh, Sacramento, God, yeah. So. They, they might even, they might even just be like, hey. <laughs> they might just guys, sit everybody. Just, just take yeah. the W. It's fine. We're not going. We're not <laughs> coming out there. Um, yeah, I mean, and so, I mean, it's, it, it, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't think you're going to get expected too much. It'll be interesting to see um what it goes with with the lakers uh and and obviously them being motivated um you know with the kings i guess just we'll, we'll close it on this with a little little king's thought um they're like we said we think they're the better roster this is a team that you could very well see in in the playoffs um potentially a first round matchup if you don't you know if you end up in that three seed uh, spot three or maybe even four seed spot. You could see this king seed. Definitely a potential second round. Do you think though they're a team like? Is this a team that that Nuggets could see in the second or third round, or is this are they still a ways away from uh, being a a deep playoff run type of team? Uh, it's hard for me to judge them. They're they're not really. 
a kind of team that scares anybody on the road. Um, so the Kings are fine. Like they're fine on the road, but I, I guess I wouldn't say I'm scared of them. I mean, you would say you're not scared of the Nuggets either, but the Nuggets can win on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I've, well, like, I've, I think every team is probably terrified of playing the Nuggets, right? Uh, well, and the it, Nuggets have such a great home court advantage that like, right. you don't want to come catch the Nuggets because you're not taking one in Denver and right. uh, they can certainly take one off of you. So, like, I mean, right now, yeah, the Nuggets are the Nuggets are what fourth in the West, and the Kings are fifth, right? Yeah, it's there's the, it's the, not the top four seeds. The top four seeds in the West are all separated by like a game from each yeah, other, half and a then game, there's and then there's like a clear separation between right. those four. And if then, the like, Nuggets the are four five, are, like the Kings and the yeah. Nuggets are, might be four five right now, but they're not. They're yep, not they are. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. If the playoffs were to start today, the Kings would be your first round matchup but yeah again right. it's a half if, if the nuggets win if the nuggets win like both of their next two games they're probably in first place right so right. like the, the difference between four and one in the west is very close right now so and then you've got that next nuggets, bunch between also right. separated by a half game are the kings the suns and the pelicans in that five right. six seven spot. and then mavs so, are like right there and the lakers are out a couple them. games so, there, yeah, right. so like it's uh, this is this is uh, potential playoff matchup first or second round for sure. Um, I I don't think Sacramento does anything that scares Denver. They play kind of like Denver, but not as good. So yeah, exactly. Like and, Denver, but not as good is not a good recipe for beating Denver. Right, because Denver's got the Denver's got the guys. Right, like we'll we'll just slap KCP on DeAndre Fox uh, and make him make him win that matchup over a seven game series. Uh, and then and then be like, okay, prove it. Make Demontis Sabonis prove it against Nikola Jokic. You know, no. particularly well, defensively, can he prove it? He's yeah. just he's just not he's not big enough. Yeah, so I'm saying defensively, can he prove yeah. it against Jokic? And I don't I don't think he can. And you know, I'm with you too. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Kings match up great against the Nuggets. I don't think very many teams do. Um, I wonder, like, you know, could they could they get it over if they got a first round matchup against Oklahoma City or? Uh, Minnesota, some of these teams who are kind of, you know, going to be looking like they're going to be hosting a first round matchup for the first time uh, in a long time. And for the first time for this core group of players, like, you know, do those guys maybe where Sacramento was that team last season, right. And got bounced in the first round by a veteran team who'd been there and done that. Right. Uh, do, do now does Sacramento do that against one of those teams and maybe get them, get themselves into the second round that way. Uh, I don't know, though, that I, I would pick them to be I, again like it's funny because Oklahoma City and Minnesota are one and two right now. But I would feel better about their chances against those two teams than I would against the Clippers or even the Suns uh, and maybe even, you know, maybe even a team like the Lakers uh, where they, they it could be, you know. A team that's just going to have. Too much veteran talent been there. Right. That's not going right. to be that they're not going to catch off guard where you might you might catch one of these other teams uh, off guard. And well, I, I still about question those teams, too, is like the shooting on Minnesota. Like, are you going to be able to shoot in the playoffs or could a team that figures out how to score against Gobert in the playoffs, which every other team that played him in the playoffs has always figured out? Like, can you yeah, exactly. then, you know, can you go ahead and, and get past them if it has a bad shooting series? And right. the answer is, yeah, probably. Um, right. The question is whether he's going to. But I, I agree with you. I would put Sachs' chances against something like Minnesota way higher than, like, the Clippers. 
Right. A healthy Clippers team is going to be very, very dangerous. I think people, I think people, even now, even though now people are starting to realize, <clears throat> pay attention. Um, I still think LA is is probably underrated. I don't think enough people are talking about how good that team is because because they're healthy. Yep. I mean, that that's what it comes down to with with Clippers. Yep. If they're healthy. Um, you know, James Harden. What what you believe in James Harden and Russell Westbrook aside, but what you believe in Paul George aside, like if Kawhi Leonard is healthy. And he's got those those three guys around him with their skill sets. Like, you yep. can make it work. They're they're a good team. Yeah, we say, and and that maybe is I think the biggest difference between between a team like L.A. Uh, and a team like Sacramento is like it's kind of like the Nuggets before Michael Porter Jr. took that next step, right? You know, and, and then they added, or if you want to say it's Aaron Gordon, whoever you want to say is their third best player, right? Or, or before they got Aaron Gordon, uh, and he and he fully got into into knowing what his role was, like. Who's that third guy on Sacramento? I don't I don't know that they have him yet. And with without right. him, I feel like you're you you're exactly where the Nuggets were without him. You're you know maybe getting to the second round, but losing to a Portland team that nobody expects to go anywhere uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Or you know maybe you're uh, maybe you're not getting there really uh, at all because you're you're missing. I guess when they were missing Jamal, right? And you're either yeah. Getting, you might you might get through the first round, but then you're going to go up against a decent team and and get knocked out, or or you might run into a team in the first round and uh, not be competitive. Like they feel very much in that range. Well, that, they have uh, a two-headed monster. They've got they've right. got two players that you know are are really good, and then you're like, is Harrison Barnes going to keep it up in the playoffs? Can yeah, Kevin Murder like it's, 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 to me it's uh, with Sacramento it's, it's really can Keegan Murray take like that like he's got to be that guy right, right. who take that yeah. next step for that team and, and I, don't I don't think he's, I don't there, think he's yet. there yet yep agreed right I mean but I mean he's uh, he he has a lot of potential to be that guy but he's not there yet so right. they're just gonna have to be patient or they're gonna have to do one of these trades to get yeah what they another team that could be very interesting to see. Uh, at the trade deadline, and maybe a team that might yes. survive, surprise some people and try and try and make some big moves. I don't know how much they can do uh, in terms of big moves, but um, you know, there's uh, they're they're definitely a team I would I think will they they they'll look to unlike the Nuggets who are pretty much set one through eight. You know, they are there's some there's some opportunity for improvement there, even even in their starting lineup. Yep. Like you said, Harrison Barnes. Like I and I like Harrison Barnes, but. Um, Man, it seems like that guy's just been mediocre for going on a good decade and a half now. He's he's been he's been a very nice player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been a very nice player in the playoffs, as right. like you know, unless you've unless got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Correct. <laughs> right. Like that's that's right. the problem. Like you can be the fourth best player on a king on a on a Golden State Warriors team that has three Hall of Famers ahead of you. That's okay. Right. Right, we're like, just I don't think prime. that works. Right, I don't think that works. You know, in Sacramento yet necessarily. So not quite. All right, well, we will go ahead. We will wrap it. Well, I guess. All right, Gordon, what's your what's your prediction then for the for the California two step and I guess our our week our two game week this week. Beat LA in an ugly game and lose Sacramento in an even uglier game. So that's all what right. I'm expecting. One and one. I. uh yeah, I guess I'll go one and one. I kind of feel like zero and two might might happen here, but um, we'll be optimistic. We'll be optimistic. I'm with you. I think maybe they get the LA game. I don't want to lose the Lakers. I never want to lose Lakers. So, oh, I'll say we're gonna win. All right, we will go ahead. We will wrap it up 
right there this time for real uh make sure you guys are following us on twitter i am at zach mikosh he is at g money nugs uh make sure you're following us at denver stiffs uh also at mile high sports check out right now on the uh stiffs twitter feed you will see we are selling some denver stiffs t-shirts uh i think it's like 30 bucks pick yourself up a t-shirt so right there not not anything outrageous uh at least these days i could be like my i could be like the old guy in my day t-shirts for 15 dollars they came with a magazine too no but uh 30 bucks it's a good deal you get a shirt on and i can't say this enough guys it really uh as as a, a site that is fully fully locally uh owned and almost fully locally operated you know we got we do have gauge uh for some reason still living out in indiana but uh otherwise you know for for a local site that that type of stuff all that money comes straight back to us it doesn't go nobody's getting a cut out of it or anything like it like the old days so um it really does does help us out so if you want to support the site get a sweet t-shirt that's a great way to do it check it out on our twitter feed you can see um the the posts up there about the t-shirts and it is at denver stiffs on twitter so make sure you give us a follow uh, as well while you're over there mr gross it is a pleasure as always sir yep we'll have fun hopefully these these couple games go well and then we're almost to the break yeah i'll almost. figure out when i'll figure out what king's game comes before the break by next week i promise you. yeah we'll have, we'll have it on track just we'll do some research before next <laughs> we'll do some before next week all right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. This is all